Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports Midweek OTA. I'm Jason Springer here with Jeff Cohen, hiding away in our caves, doing a little sports talk. Jeff, uh, how you doing, man? Do you have a bat cave? I have something. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know what it is. It's it's a cave because the Wi-Fi doesn't always work. So, <laughs> don't you want a bat cave? I just want Comcast to be able to come out and fix my. Are you kidding me? I want now. You got me like the cave. Now all I'm thinking about is now when can I get my bat cave? That's all you care about is bat cave. Yes. Well, I want a Batmobile too. You know what I care about, Jeff? Who who wouldn't want a Batmobile? Do you want a Batmobile? Batmobile would be cool. Okay. So which I... one? Wait, wait. Before we get to sports, which Batmobile do you want? Do you, like, want, do you want? Like, here's, here's your choice. Here's the choices I'm giving you. Okay, we're not going Joel Schumacher. So no, the Michael Keaton that doesn't count. Is the one that I like. Wait, so you have your choice between the 1960s TV show Batmobile. Yeah. You have the Michael Keaton original Batman movie. Yeah. Batmobile or the Tumblr with Christian Bale. Okay, well the Tumblr is cool, but I came up with the the Michael Keaton one. That was mine. No, no. The tu- the Tumblr is the coolest vehicle ever made okay ever all right now that we've gotten that out of the way right. my, okay. my lack of movie mm-hmm. knowledge or any right. good decision making uh, i've got a problem no all, all batmobiles are good you I can have problem. whichever batmobile you want you just chose to that one it's okay doesn't mean it's wrong They're I, got all a, good. I got a problem other than that i'm wrong okay what's the problem there's sports on all day and all night now really that's How gonna am be, i supposed to get that's gonna be your complaint now so you're now going to complain for that there weren't any. No, no, no. It's not complain a complaint. It's it's and it's a confession. It's not mm-hmm. a complaint. I, I'm actually loving every second of it. But hockey starts that, at. New- that was the most awkward splitting hairs ever. I'm, I'm not really complaining. It's a confession. Hairs. What are you yeah. confessing? I'm confessing that I have a problem. That my productivity has gone down because. Am I Father Jeff now? Am I am I now running a confessional? You are. You'll make me feel better afterwards. So okay, all right. So here's my issue, though. Okay, so I can watch hockey at noon. Basketball starts at one. Mm -hmm. Unless there's a rainout, there's no baseball on during the day. And I told you, I really want to get my. You mean unless a hurricane comes up the coast, like right now? Want to get my three year old into Mm -hmm. watching the games, and Mm -hmm. they start after his bedtime. The Yankees game started and then went into a rain delay on monday night so tomorrow we're, t- we're doing this on tuesday tomorrow yeah. it's wednesday assuming right. weather holds out and testing doesn't get involved or any of 35 let's play too there will be a double header two seven yeah. games and i should be yeah. able to watch a phillies game with my three-year-old and try and get him into baseball yeah baseball which, has which, so which many means by the way which means you can watch aaron judge hit how many home runs tomorrow who's pitching <laughs> it doesn't matter aaron aaron judge is destroying the baseball aaron judge is destroying the baseball mm-hmm. basically anybody is destroying the phillies though so well, it's, a, yeah. it's a problem that we have uh, are you what, watching what are they a whopping one in three after two weeks of baseball yeah we'll get into that in a second mm-hmm. has your productivity gone down with the increase and return of sports no 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 all right work's got to get done dude <laughs> well I, i'm getting my work done it's, it's called just, dvr then you could skip the commercials there's way too much to dvr and watch oh, wait so what what is it that you have so much to watch we've had two sixers uh-huh. games no man you've had one no, hockey just game watch the philadelphia sports right uh the the quality of the hockey has been spectacular the mm-hmm. nba product it, it's like a summer league they're just it's like rapid fire scoring there's baseball games on all around. It's not like this afternoon I watched. Well, it, to be fair, the rapid sco- fire scoring is everybody but the Sixers. 
uh, we'll get there too. Okay. Um, so like it's, for me, it's not just the Philly sports that have been on. It's been mm -hmm. the return of sports. I've watched just about anything, which I know surprises you. In, not a single my wife, even less. Mm -hmm. That's okay. That's totally okay. Is she happier now that you're watching more sports and out of her hair? <laughs> um, so you're not like watching other teams, other sports. You got your fantasy baseball team to oh, yeah. watch, man. Uh, oh, dude, you cannot bring up the fantasy baseball team because let me explain something to you. I have no players that are playing. My players are on the Brewers that haven't played, the Cardinals that haven't played, the Phillies that haven't played, and the Marlins that haven't played. I have nobody playing. Well, maybe you should have picked better. <laughs> yeah, because I should have planned exactly what Derek Jeter's team was going to do to the league and decimate it. Uh, your thoughts? Because, oh, he has no reason to believe that they were doing anything other than getting coffee, apparently. So there's that contrast <laughs> with uh, Andrew That's McCutcheon's response, sort of placing blame on the Marlins and saying how dissatisfied he is with it. Has baseball learned its lesson yet? They've got a Cardinals nope. team that's devastated right now. Mm -hmm. they, the Marlins apparently are playing now after some inconclusive tests. This is their first game back in a week. The Phillies did they, did they vote on it themselves? That's so ridiculous. Or, or do they now have a chaperone voting for it? Where are no, we? I'm not leaving it to Don Mattingly or Derek Jeter because they think that these guys are just going out and getting coffee. Where are we after two weeks of baseball's return? Rob Manford threatened the players to take it more seriously. Uh, could you lack have of leadership going could on? Could you there. have a weaker threat? Yeah. And Rob yeah. Manford's threat. The whole thing is puzzling. To Come me. on, really? Do you oh, think Rob Rob Manfred is going to threaten them with anything? It's not working. That's for sure. Let's nope. talk about a little bit of the play on the field. Last night, the Phillies returned. They lost 6-3 in a rain-delayed game that ended up being finished. What's there Jake, to talk about? <laughs> Jake Arrieta gave up three runs, a leadoff home run, five innings, seven hits, no walks, four Ks. Your thoughts on what you saw from Arrieta? Uh, I think this is pretty much what we expect out of him at this point in his career, right? I don't think we're getting, I don't think we're getting Jake Arrieta from the Cubs. This I is, this the, is the best. I need the audio clip of Dennis Green saying they are who we thought they were. Yeah, <laughs> Every okay. single one of our sports teams is who we thought it was. I know. Okay. are who we thought they were. Here's, here's Philly, the problem. The Flyers are for a good thing. Mm, here's the problem. The, the, all this did was the Spencer Howard, we need him to come up, people. Every time one of these pitchers does bad, all we're going to hear is Spencer Howard. The Phillies have the third worst team ERA in the league. <clears throat> in four games. You can't five, measure something in four games. 5.67. They're You're just going to keep spitting yep. <laughs> stats for a four-game stretch. Here's That's my, a weekend series, just so you know. <laughs> here's the dichotomy of it, though. Yeah. That's the bad side. On the good side, though, they've gotten ahead of opposing hitters 37.5% of the time. They've been in an 0-2 count. That's the second highest rate of 0-2 counts in baseball. So, And what does that mean? It's not all bad. It's not, they're not getting those put away pitches. You know, you're seeing that in, in the morning. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, so what we're learning is, is that they can throw a strike at the beginning, but they can't get guys out. Basically, and, and, and somehow, is. you know, I would expect right now to see those rose colored glasses, but apparently you've been able to, uh, to not have those in there as, as we're doing this live with video.
You know, it's funny. Impressive. If I, if I bitch about things, I'm complaining. If I try to give you a bright side, silver lining. No, you're confessing. But what we've learned today is that you don't complain, right you confess. I'll give you the bright spot. Tommy Hunter had a <laughs> one, two, three inning against the Yankees. That was a bright spot last night. Really? That's your bright spot. Well, what do you want me to do? The, the I don't know. Adam Hazley with runners in scoring position. Oh, Hazley. I wasn't going to give, I wasn't going to give you a pitching bright spot because they haven't had one yet, but it's Hazley. still, we haven't made it through the rotation yet. Hazley and Phil Gosselin are their two bright spots. They're both four for six hitting six sixty seven. Right. Again, they've been rained out. They've been, they were rained out today before the day even came. They were virused they, out. Yeah. They've been virused out. They, mm -hmm. they, so yeah, it is what it is, but those are the numbers. So they play a doubleheader tomorrow. Um, by the way, meanwhile, back at the bat cave, the, the Braves are, they, their pitchers are dropping oh like God. flies Hamels I mean, before the season started. You, you lost Hamels. You also had Felix Hernandez opt out and now you have Mike Soroka done for the season. That's a tough injury too. He's and yet they're still the favorite to win the division. Well, look at the division. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of injuries. Is this a baseball didn't restart, right? They didn't have enough time narrative that's going to develop. Show Otani has a grade one, two strain of the flexor. He'll probably be out the whole season. He had something last year, too. He, he did. So, yeah, so it, I, I, you can't use him as an excuse. Okay. So right? you don't you don't think that people are going to try and come up with this narrative that baseball didn't come back right. And that's why people are getting hurt. Oh, I didn't say people aren't going to come up with a narrative. Apparently they have because you're suggesting it. So unless, unless you want to take credit for being the first one, which yeah. you're welcome to do, then um, obviously people are coming up with the narrative. And and it's fair to say that the starting and stopping that, could lead to injury. However, good athletes are preparing during that period of time. And so, you know, it's not the... Hobie Milner situation of last year where Gabe Kapler's putting a guy in who hasn't warmed up yet. You're going to have injuries, but you just, you don't know what's causing an injury and what's not. No, not at all. Right. So it's, it's hard to create that narrative. The big, the bigger narrative is, is how many players are going to be left at the end of the season to play in a playoff if they make it that far. Well, they I mean, you had, you had Cespedes <laughs> who just said, thanks, I'm packing my stuff and I'm leaving. It was just like, peace, I'm out. Yeah. Which uh, Brody Van, was Brody Van Wagner his agent previously? I don't remember. I don't know if he's his agent, but he was a player agent. And he doesn't seem to be handling players well. No, they put out a statement saying they didn't know where he was. Which wasn't true, I don't think. I, according, according to his side, Cespedes' side, was his agent called and said, look, he's, he's opting out. But it made it seem like something tragic was about to happen, that I, nobody could find him. I mean, that was that in this. Society, that was the implication of the way the news exactly. came out. Yeah. Yes. And I, I don't think that was appropriate. I don't but, know. Whether again, that was it's, a mess. it's a mess. Uh, the Marlins have remade their entire roster. They signed 15 players, uh, seven from the minors, three from the waiver wire, two from the injured list, two from trades and one from free agency. The best quote was Don Mattingly. Some of the guys I've never met. Yeah, but who did they not bring up? They did not bring up six, though. Yeah. Is he on your back? That just goes, oh, of course he's on my back. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how are you not bringing him up? What's the point? Uh, what, what exactly are the Marlins doing? What are they building for uh, the next decade? I don't know. What 2030 is when they plan to compete? 
I, I mean, explain why would you, you, you traded away the best catcher in baseball. Your return was Sixto Sanchez. It's been a year. You have half of your team, more than half of your team that got COVID. You're telling me that Sixto Sanchez is not as good as, as the guys, you know, as Brett Brown would call them, the band of gypsies that, that, that the Marlins now have coming up. They stunk beforehand. At least Don Mattingly would know him. I mean, if you're, if you're a Marlins fan, if there's any left, don't you, what do you have to look forward to this season? Except they finally get to play a game. And, it, and that, I don't even know if you're a Marlins fan, if you're excited that they're back playing, if you have nothing to look forward to. I'd probably prefer them not play. It does seem like Major League Baseball isn't going to let their people out of the hotels now. I guess they're worried they might hit another casino. So like what are they going to do? They're going to just stand there and say, uh-uh. uh-uh. What I, are they going to do? I don't know. But They opened this can. This this is Major League Baseball's fault. They opened yes, they this can of worms. Yeah. They, they, they opened it. And even if they didn't want to go into a bubble, the way that they've handled it and the way the Major League Play- Baseball Players Association didn't, counsel their players properly you have a situation i mean look at look at the difference between major league baseball and what hockey is doing and what basketball is doing basketball had no positive tests since this whole bubble thing started right the nhl just reported yesterday no positive tests mls only had the the outbreak of people coming into the bubble right but once they got in there had any positive tests a bubble in theory can work we're seeing it of course or it can work. And, and, and so he, take but it here, seriously. But here's it does the other show you though, it does show you though how seriously the Phillies have taken it, that they didn't have a further outbreak among their players and, and coaches when they were around the Marlins. Yeah, but when you have 30 teams, you can't have a situation where some of them take it seriously and some of them don't. The the whole point of doing something like this, if you're gonna do it right, is that you have to have a level of trust. And there is no way to trust all of your teammates, unfortunately, to do the right thing all of the time, let alone trust everybody in every other organization to also do it. What you do by creating these bubbles is that you build in the trust. The trust is there because they don't have to worry about it. You know, one of the things that we laughed about when they came up with the rules for the NBA was what they called the snitch line, right? It works. It works because you may not have to use it. Major League Baseball doesn't have a snitch line. So if there is none, there's nothing to worry about. It's not whether or not the people actually have to call the line. It's the threat that it's there. And with the NBA and the NHL, they are in a bubble. So they have to worry about less. You have these guys. I don't care if they went out for coffee or they went to a bar or they pulled the Lou Williams. By the way, I think that is an official phrase, don't you think? You are Only never gonna, Williams. Not and it has nothing to do with chicken wings or or whatever sandwich or whatever it was that he claimed that he was going to get. No, it it doesn't at all. Um can I can I have like an interlude for one sec? So um I, I always you can like, have a confession if you want. Do you ever catch yourself when we're doing this on video now, like leaning in to yeah. everything? Like I get mm-hmm. so into the conversation that I find myself like my shoulders are up like yeah. this. <laughs> I, I look for a second and that'll let all of a sudden i see your your nose like plastered to your camera then i'll be worried that'll probably end up being the screenshot that yeah. facebook picks to or, have or, or like as you reach in to try to like strangle me it, it's just funny like I, I i end up like right there <laughs> so mm-hmm. just saying uh you want to go to some hockey or some basketball next because i don't think you can handle basketball, basketball talk anymore 
go to basketball. Oh, because that's so calm and, and refreshing to, mm-hmm. to watch this. Ben Dick Simmons thing. is killing it down in Orlando. Does he look lost or does he look lost, Jeff? Is it, so here's my question. Is he sulking? It, it is, I don't know the answer to this yet, but is, but is what Ben Simmons doing is, is this sulking because he's not the point guard? Has, have we been sold a bill of goods that Ben Simmons has bought in when in fact Ben Simmons hasn't bought in? And are we going to, in six more games, see Ben Simmons back at the point? We already had the dust okay, up. Those right? are two separate things. No, it's it's interrelated. I, I think that I think that he could end up back at the point even if he's not sulking. I I, I don't know whether he's sulking or why he's not in the rhythm of the game. I don't know if he hasn't figured out his place on the court. Frankly, he's not doing anything different than he was when he was the point guard. Apparently, like he just so this this is the the Elton Brand problem. Elton Brand may have been really good at acquiring talent when you have too much talent too many guys that are your alphas that you don't have role players this is what happens so when you had the jj red jj reddick was a, a leader but he was also he knew his role he was he was a spot up shooter and a guy who did pick and rolls you had guys that had defined limited roles that complemented your stars you now have five guys, potentially six guys, that all see themselves as the alpha. We asked, and, and they don't know what to do. We asked Allah Abdul Nabi about this the other day before they started. What would the Sixers' rotation be? Jeff, we've watched two games. Can you tell me what Brett Brown's rotation is for the Sixers? You know, I don't know. <laughs> Could you hear me down the street screaming when Neto came in the game? Probably. We were texting about it too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's because you wanted to hear me scream. I, I, I couldn't respond. I was understand. so fed up. I don't understand what Brett is doing with the players and the pieces that he has. Did you see Alec Burks when he was in the game have uh, spurts of offense and three-pointers? Yeah, he looks yeah. like he can play ball if he gets on right. the court. Unfortunately, uh-huh. Neto's out there doing nothing. He's running under the baseline. That's what he does. <laughs> He just dribbles under the baseline and then looks for someplace to kick it and it goes nowhere. Let's take it one game at a time. First, the Mm -hmm. game against the Pacers. That was a microcosm of every concern that existed before the game that became roaring back with this team. So I believe one of the first things I texted you is Joel is stopping at the three-point line. Yeah, you you did text that right away. And that's what he was doing. And and he had great stats. He had great stats. Yeah, he put up 41 points. Was that before or after his showdown with Shake? That was after. That was after. Uh, I okay. still don't. Matisse is a brave man to get in the middle of that. He is <laughs> a, a brave man. Um, okay, so I, I kind of watched that develop. That was a couple plays in in the making. That whole confrontation. That was. So whose uh, fault is it? Both of theirs. Oh, uh, and being such a fence sitter. I actually blame Embiid more than I do Milton. You I don't love boxing, Embiid, right? I don't think Embiid handled it as a leader. Hold on, and, hold on, stop, stop, stop. You love boxing, yes. right? Okay. And in well, boxing, do you, do you hate draws? I didn't say that there was a draw. I, I went no, no, no. I'm, I'm asking the question. Answer the question that's put to you. Do you do you like do you like draws? No. Yes. You like draws? I do. Oh, you're so full of it. 
just to mess with you. I do it. In the joke, somebody has to, somebody has to be in the wrong. I'm telling you with this. So I who's, thought Embiid was in the wrong. Why? Why? Because, well, first of all, Shake's play was the problem, but Embiid's reaction exacerbated it. Shake's play was terrible to start. Okay. So you're actually saying that it was instigated by Shake's bad play. Yes. And so Joel was frustrated. So, was so it was actually Shake's fault and, and, and B just made it worse by and, reacting and like somebody exacerbated who the situation. He was frustrated with the whole sequence from TJ McConnell stealing the ball mm-hmm. to the offensive foul to shake, not looking like he was comfortable in the game. And B was clearly frustrated. They went to the timeout and what Embiid said clearly wasn't something that was a leader, you know, motivating his teammate going to the bench. So you, know, you could tell me I'm, I'm taking both sides, but I do believe that Shake instigated it by his lack of quality play. But if Joel is going to be a leader, that's not the way that he needs to handle these things. He needs to take him by and say, look here, that's not what we do. Yeah, but you know what? You know what the biggest problem in this game was? Ben? Defense. Defense. And well, in, the, look, who, the, the defense. Who, was, who should have been guarding TJ Warren? Not Ben, apparently, because TJ Warren put up 53 points. His previous career high was 40. Ben was guarding him. There were plenty of times, Ben, that he went right around Ben. When Ben Simmons was his defender, Mm -hmm. TJ Warren was 9 of 10 from the field and 5 of 5 from 3 for 24 points. My point. Not Ben. What do you mean, not Ben? You just said when Ben was guarding him. Yeah. Right? Okay. He should have been guarding him. Ben should have been guarding him. My question was, was Ben why, trying? Why wasn't he, though? What did I start this with? Is Ben sulking? I don't know the answer. to that. All I know is Ben is a really good defender who has length and height on TJ, TJ Warren. This is not James Harden. And it's not just TJ Warren. It, they were without Malcolm Brogdon. They were mm-hmm. without Sabonis. They were without Miles mm-hmm. Turner. They were, mm-hmm. uh, Victor Oladipo was on a minutes restriction. Right. So like, this should have been easy. This should yes. have been an easy game. It should have been. And easy. it was a disaster. And, and look, TJ Warren had the game of his career. He will sit back and he will sit in a rocking chair someday and talk about that game. Players managed no to do that against the Sixers. There is no way that Ben Simmons, if he is playing like Ben Simmons on defense, that happens. It just doesn't. There is no way he gets off 10 shots, let alone makes nine out of 10 of them. It doesn't. None of this makes sense. And this is going to fall on you know who? Brett Brown. Going to fall on Brett, of course. Mm -hmm. Look, it It didn't get better in game two against the Spurs. Simmons was clearly frustrated. He was in foul trouble for most of the game, picked up some ticky-tack fouls. Thankfully, Shake Milton bailed them out with a desperation three-pointer at the end of the game. Otherwise, they would have lost to another shorthanded team. Yeah, the Spurs are not that good. No. Spurs aren't that good. Not at all. So This should have been two of their easier games out of the eight. And it it was a struggle to even split. Mm -hmm. It's... A problem. <laughs> Guess what? This might mean early out. Sixers might be out of the bubble sooner than we think. Does that mean that Brett's gone? Oh yeah. Oh, it it has to mean he's gone. All right. For ticket sales, <laughs> they're going to need to do that. Uh, the Flyers are the bright spot in mm-hmm. what's going on in the Philadelphia area. They won their first game, picked up right where they left off going into the break. They beat the Bruins four one. Better. They picked up better than they were. They look I mean, great. What did, what did we talk about 
last week was whether or not the it wasn't the defense it wasn't Carter Hart it was whether or not they gonna, were going to be able to get the offense and getting the offense against the best team in the NHL points wise was pretty imp- impressive way to start yeah and Carter Hart looked spectacular in the game cool he looks so calm at all times uh, the quote that I saw about him is you don't know how old he is when he puts his mask on yeah and how many times have we heard that from people I remember I told you a, a few years ago that I was up in Toronto and they had the uh, junior championships and people up there were talking about him when he was 17 18 years old about how calm and collected he is for his age and Everything that we have heard about Carter Hart is true so far. I mean, he is performing, and this round robin, we may get a better seed now. I mean, tomorrow or Thursday, we play the Capitals, right? Mm-hmm. And if they beat the Capitals, they move up. Yeah, they could get a second or third seed out of this. Uh, one injury note Michael Roffel fell and hurt his left leg in the boards. Uh, Vino said, uh, I can say he won't be available for a little bit. Looks like Joel Farabee's Farabee is coming up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they, they replenish with another young guy from the system. Uh, see what the team looks like. I will say of all the sports, I believe the, the camera angles and production of the NHL have, have been the best. You know, you know why? I mean, first of all, they, they have, perfected hockey on tv if back in my day watching hockey on tv was just brutal because you couldn't the sound is so much better in well, hockey. well that but that's because the natural sound of the sport yes is there the skate the sound of skates and and the clanking around is something that's always been part of the broadcast so you don't have to create that much of an unnatural sound they have some fan background noise but it is the of all the sports i think it's the one that needs it the least well, they've had some of the best, like, most exciting games. There was a game that ended with like 0.1 seconds left on a goal. Playoff score. hockey. It's so good. That's why. It's play. It, the the it one is. thing, there is there is no better playoffs other than maybe the NCAA basketball tournament than, than hockey. Before we come back on the air on Friday, the Union will have played their semifinal matchup against the Portland Timbers. They've got two extra days of rest going into the contest. Um you know where they seem to have opened eyes. <clears throat> I would like to see them advance past the Timbers. Your concern level at this point. I've asked you for each matchup. No concern. So you're still feeling no, good. No, I told you before this all started that I thought the Union could win this, and it may have been the Homer thing to say, but the fact is, is this team is the right combination. I mean, if you, the way this team has been built, from the coach and his personality to the veteran leadership that's on this team that starts with somebody like Bedoya, to the development of the young talent. Isn't that the way you want every sports organization to be built? Haven't they done everything the right way? And then they filled in the hole they had with Martinez in the offseason. They addressed the issues. Mm -hmm. They really are, as a team, they're building the way that you'd like to see them. Let's go to college real fast. We don't have time to do it all justice, while Rutgers is basically their whole football team's in quarantine at this point double the amount of cases. The big news is out of the Pac-12, Jeff. Uh, tell me what the players and athletes are, are threatening to do up there. The players put together a coalition in the Pac-12 to make demands. And they said, look, if we're going to play and we're going to risk our, our safety, then we want to be sure that certain things are happening. And it's mo- this is one of those moments that you kept waiting for when it was going to come. 
There's no union. They're not allowed to have legal representation. So this was their opportunity. And people say, well, they're taking advantage of it. No, they're not. They're protecting themselves. It is all interrelated from the issues of their safety. And let's face it, some of these colleges are not being transparent about this. Not at all. The reason that they want them to come back is for money and money only. And these guys don't get paid for it. And you can make the argument one way or the other, and we're not going to get into the whole payment argument and whether or not a, a, a college scholarship is enough. But these guys are now being asked to take risks. And quite frankly, I'm convinced the only reason colleges are going back at all is because of college football. They can't just send the college football players back. That's never going to be permissible. So they have these guys coming back. They have to worry about their safety. And let's face it. There's a lot of minorities that are playing football and they want their issues addressed because it is all interrelated. And they've done this in an intelligent way that is, is the right way to do it. They didn't say, we want everything. They said, look, this is our starting point. We want a discussion. And the Pac-12 said, okay, we're willing to talk to you. And the player said, no, no, you can't wait till the end of the week. Because that was the original thing was, well, let's set up something later in the week. And they said, we only have two weeks before we're supposed to come back. We need to address this. Every day that we're not talking is a day that we're not dealing with it. What I hope doesn't happen is that agents stick their nose into this. These are smart young adults who are capable of doing this on their own and don't need the likes of us lawyers getting in the way of this. Look at you, us lawyers. Yeah. I'm going to let that be the last thought. I got to go up and do bedtime with my son. Um, <laughs> and, and then watch sports. <laughs> and then watch sports because I can't watch it with him because they're uh -huh. late at night. Uh, we'll be live on the air at 4 p.m. on Friday. We're working on guests. It'll be something exciting, right, Jeff? Sounds good to me. Uh, any last thoughts before we say goodbye? Just make sure you get some sleep with all these sports that you're going to watch in DVR. <sighs> it's going to be tough. Everybody stay safe. That's good. I bought him chicken.